0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Santa H., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for today. Today is Monday, November second, two 2015. And today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 2, paragraph 2. Today's readers are Judy S. for the 12 Steps, Susie K. for the Twelve tradition, and our text readers are Lisa H., Sylvia S., and Irini M. The reference number for Friday, October 30th, is 8157. 8157. OA Preamble.
1: to read the Twelve Steps. This is Judy from Upstate New York. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. The Twelve Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you, Judy F. Now I will ask Susie K to read the 12 tradition.
2: Good morning, Susie Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater. Very grateful this morning for Maine. the 12 tradition. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: Thank you, Susie K. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone except the speaker should be muted. Today we are studying from the big book. We are on page 2 in the Bill story, the second paragraph, and I will now ask. Lisa H. to begin
3: reading. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, A Vision for You. Um, this is Lisa H., a grateful, compulsive overeater recovered from Memphis. By the time I had completed the course, I knew the law was not for me. The inviting maelstrom of Wall Street had me in its grip. Business and financial leaders were my heroes. Out of this alloy of drink and speculation, I commenced to forge the weapon that would one day turn in its flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. Living modestly, my wife and I saved $1,000. It went into certain securities, then cheap and and rather unpopular. I rightly imagined that they would someday have a great rise. I failed to persuade my broker friends to send me out looking over factories and management. But my wife and I decided to go anyway. I had developed a theory that most people lost money in stocks through ignorance of markets. I discovered many more reasons later. Um, Again, this is Lisa recovered calling um, from Memphis. And it's so interesting in Bill's story because I think, what well, what does this have to do with me um and a couple of things that um really jumped out at me is that um in this story in Bill's story he uses i he uses i just in this one paragraph nine times um and what that says to me is it, it was all about bill's ego and, and a lot of people, you know, that acronym for ego is edging God out. Um, and that was so what I was doing when I was in my disease. It was all about I. I thought I should. I thought I could. I thought I would. I thought I had enough willpower. Um, and the other thing that really um, spoke to me this morning was the, the piece that says, I commenced to forge the weapon that would one day turn in its flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. And I had to look up and see what the word, the definition of the word weapon. Um, it sounds like such a powerful word and it's any device used in order to inflict damage or harm. And, and what I realized was that my weapon, my weapon was restriction and over and, um, and eventually, it turned on me. You know, I injured myself. Um, you know, restriction could only take me so far, and I nosedived back into the food. Um, what I know now, um, after after uh, trusting God, cleaning up the past, and now working with others, is that um, just for today, I have to turn my will and my life over to God. Um, I realize every day. I'm not going to do this perfectly, um, but, but, my, but in this process, um, my goal is to move from a self-centered life to a God-centered life. And if I can remember that on a daily basis and live in steps 10, 11, and 12, um, I'm not concerned about turning back to the food because when something happens, when life takes a turn that's uncomfortable I have a higher power that I can turn to. Um that's with me every single step of the way and you all are with me too. Thank you um for letting me do service and I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. And who would like to comment on what was read for approximately three minutes?
4: Chrissy M. This is Kat. A forin P. E. <laughs>
0: Okay, I have Christy Annem, Larry K., and that's about as far as I got. Can you please repeat those names again?
4: Lauren S.
0: Lauren
5: S. S. Kathy K. 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 Nadia K. Reva P.
0: Reva P. Did you get Kathy K.? Uh, thank you, Kathy K. Thank you. Sharon H. Sharon H., Dana M. Dana M. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, I have Chrissy M., Larry K., Lauren S., Nadia K., Reva P., Kathy K., Sharon H., and Dana M. And I would ask if everyone would stay muted until it's your turn to speak this morning. We're having a bit of technical um, issues, so thank you very much. Okay, Chrissy M., you're up. Good morning,
6: Chrissy. Hi, good morning, Santa. It's Chrissy M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater and Anorexic from New Jersey. Um, This is who my disease is. I mean, that is who my disease is. The feelings of insecurity and powerlessness that I felt and that I'm assuming, and I know because she's he's like me, he has my disease bill, he had my disease, Um, just a different form, Um, I know that that feeling of powerlessness and knowing that I'm small and knowing that I need something outside myself to, to make me okay, I know that feeling and I did all of those tricks and more with trying to find outside things to make my insides feel okay and i remember when i hit my bottom with anorexia i was in my i was in my room and i was writing a letter to god cuz i had a relationship with god but i i was living on my own power even though i had a faith i had a belief in god and i said god I have the letter still. I said in, in, you know, I'm just summarizing. I have everything that I wanted. I, uh, I, I, I got, a, I have a successful business. I'm thinner than I ever wanted to be. Um, I have a marriage, husband, friends, and I want to die. And I don't have you and I need you to be my core. I now realize that it's you that I'm, I'm searching for and need. And, and that, was the beginning of the end of my addiction, and I don't have the business, I don't have the marriage, and I have never been so free and blessed and happy and at peace because I worked through these steps and came to the other side, and I no longer have to search outside myself, and I'm really, really grateful. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Christian, and good morning to you, Larry Kay, and Lauren. you'll be next.
7: Good morning, Santa. Another day here, Larry Kay, recovered compulsive reader from chicago so this um you know this is this is about identification and and I love the way that that bill uses words um in such a descriptive way to convey kind of a broader you know a broader meaning and so you know he says out of the alloy of uh of drink and speculation, I commenced to forge the weapon that would one day turn. And it's flight, like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. So, you know, what, what is an alloy? Well, an alloy, you know, it's, it's a metal that's made, of, uh, made even stronger by combining more than one element. You know, like the steel girders that support our buildings are made of an alloy. They're strong. And, and so, we, so here we have we have drink and speculation of the market. You know, two things, two elements, if you will and bill bill used in his his self-centered state of mind that when combined were forged together uh like steel and they would one day serve to destroy his life cut him to ribbons you know and so in terms of identification like bill there was a point in our binging careers that we had no idea that food perhaps combined with other self-centered pursuits um would ultimately bring us to our knees but that that's indeed what happened and you know see the person that I spoke with over the weekend they weren't in they were not in Virginia Beach now they might have wanted to be there but when you're morbidly obese you know when you're reliant on oxygen therapy every moment of the day to survive when you can no longer ambulate and move around because your body is racked by inflammation you know not to mention the compounding effects of you know, insulin dependence and all those things, Uh, you know, you ain't coming to to join the party of hope in Virginia Beach. And and see, the boomerang was launched in flight long ago. You know, the weapon was forged. And now it's returned with a vengeance to destroy. And I see a warning in this paragraph. You know, it's like, take heed. You know, what may start out uh, benign may just progress into stage four cancer. You know for us if 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 it goes untreated you know and so the thing that I want to do here is I just want to identify in and recognize yes you know there is the hope we have we found the answer the, these early people found the answer but where bill is taking us early on is to say you know is, is to is to wave the, the the white flag here and say this is who I am and and perhaps in terms of a warning to see that, yes, we combine our food, we combine with other self-centered pursuits that will bring us uh, to our knees if we allow it. You know, we're either taking a step towards recovery or we're taking a step towards disease in everything we do. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. And good morning
8: to you, Lauren S. And, Nadia, you'll be next. Hi, guys. <clears throat> I am Lauren S., as in Sam, from Pittsburgh, PA. I am a... I'm going to try this out. I am a homo sapien. <laughs> I've been using that identification. Um. Oh, Bill W. is Lauren. Bill is Lauren on a good day, and Bill is Lauren on a bad day. Um, this reading, for me is about as much identification as I try as much as I can relate to Bill and not separate myself and see myself as a different case. Um, somebody touched on Bill, you know, using me, I'm I'm am i I'm efforting this, I'm using my will to to garner what I want. I, due to being a human and not a giraffe or a blue whale, (laughs) um, am driven by fear part of the time. And it, it just so happens that what I choose to do with that is I act out with food and restriction and body obsession. And it, in my case, was an extreme case of me living on human, living by my human condition, my human tenderness, as you will, um, this part in the reading for me isn't pleasant and it really takes me down to that core. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a bad or wrong person for, for being born as a human being with a, a super computer for a brain. Um, but it's, it's necessary for me to see what happens when I am not driven by that God inside of me, when I'm instead driven by my human condition and that fear, um, I'm going to keep trying my best to identify and see, I am Bill. I am no different. Bill is me. And I am, I am no different. Um, thanks for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Lauren S. And good morning to you, Nadia Kaye. And we you'll be next.
9: Good morning, family. It's actually Nadia E. as in Edward from Toronto, Canada. And I had the opportunity, I had the pleasure, I had the privilege of being in Virginia Beach at the first um, convention, the face-to-face uh, 12 Steps to Recovery convention. It was totally amazing. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, Santa, for being on the line and being of service today. Um, so I, what stood out for me was I knew the law was not for me because, you know, I could think Princess Nadia um, does not have to do what everyone else has to do. It doesn't uh, pertain to me, and I am different, I am unique, blah, blah, blah. But no, <laughs> I, I realize that I need to surrender that way of thinking. It just gets me into trouble. And I'm, I'm writing um, another turnaround. I mean, the, like this is a daily thing. I thought it was just, you know, once in a while, but no, this is daily. I have to do this <laughs> because my life, my recovery, my sanity, my... Um, Everything depends on being honest, looking at my, uh, my actions, my fears, um, where am I being dishonest, all of that stuff. Every single day I need to, like from the morning when I get up, I have to see, like where am I, where am I emotionally, what's going on, why am I not feeling, why am I feeling this dis-ease around people and why do I want to try to rearrange things to make people change and do things my way for my benefit? But I need to surrender that, because at the end of the day, I feel like crap then. and I don't want that. I, I like feeling, um, and I, you know, I, I like feeling good. I like feeling at peace. I like feeling my higher power within me in all that I say and do. Um, so I think that's about it. And I just, I'm really tired. I am so tired. And I forget that my higher power can help me with sleep as well. So I, um, I will do a meditation. I will ask God to, to come with me and to um, show me what I need to do to take care of myself today Otherwise, I can't be of service. So that is it. All the best to you guys. Bye for now.
0: Thank you, Nadia E. And thank you for your share. And Reva P., good morning. And Kathy, you'll be next.
5: Good morning, Santa. This is Reva P., recovered compulsive overeater. Um, What I relate to in this paragraph is the progression of the disease. physically, but mainly personality traits that go along with my um, compulsive overeating. And I love the sentence where um, he fails to persuade broker friends to send him looking over factories, but decides to go anyway. And he says, my wife and I, I have a feeling he really convinced his wife, because that's what I do when I'm into my self-will and has, um, has so clearly been pointed out, you know, there are nine eyes in this paragraph and it just reminds me of me controlling and running the show. And the main thing I was controlling or I thought I was controlling was the food, but I was controlling every aspect of my life and I still have a tendency to do that. And that's why I need to continue to practice the steps, um, in all my affairs. Um, and I also, um, relate to the pride and ego, and how he's measuring his success with externals. Um, And, you know, today I have, um, uh, well, I could say it's big, but I have a work commitment that gets me fearful. And I have to remember, and this paragraph reminds me, it's not about me. It's not what they all think of me. It's not about me doing, like, um, a show. It's how can I serve these people, what is my purpose? What am I needed for, um, as opposed to what I need to fill my ego and self-centeredness? Um, and how do I measure success today? Um, you know, it's uh, the spiritual progress and what my higher power um, feels about me, as opposed to the crit- critical judge um, that I use, or external people to judge that. So just a huge reminder of self-centeredness to the extreme and uh, drive and self-will run riot. Thank you very much, and I pass.
0: And thank you, Riva P. And good morning, Kathy Kay. And Sharon, you'll be next.
5: Good morning, Santa. Thanks so
10: much for your service. And it's so lovely to have an image of everyone I saw this weekend in my heart right now. I'm Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive overeater from Boston, and the sentence that really stands out to me today is out of this alloy of drink and speculation, I commenced to forge the weapon that would one day turn into in the flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. I so identified. Uh, with Bill, his ambition, his belief that he could achieve so much in the world of finance. Uh, My world was different, but I had that drive to um, succeed in terms of external uh, recognition. And uh, I also had part of the alloy. the alloy for me, was self-centeredness, self-will, that desire to please, that desire to control and make things happen. The self-reliance, all of those combined uh, into an alloy that would later bring me to my knees. And, you know, the thing that strikes me is I thought these were all character assets. I thought, that my ambition and my drive um, were the things that would bring me to great heights of success. And it was only many years later when that boomerang effect occurred and I found myself overeating and unable to control it and depressed and anxious that I came to understand that um, this was happening to me because my motives uh, were wrong and um, and in fact I was very sick um, and had I not been brought to my knees I might never have discovered what I know today that I need a higher power that can guide me and that I need to daily um, address my character defects so that I don't make the wrong decision again of becoming self-centered and selfish um, in pursuit of external success. I am so grateful to be part of this program and to have discovered uh, the alloy in my life that was leading me down a path of destruction. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kathy Kay.
11: And Sharon H., good morning. Dana, you'll be next. Oh, good morning, Santa. This is Sharon H., recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Welcome to everyone out on the line this morning. And I just wanted to share, too, on that. I'm setting my timer here. Um, You know, in these two paragraphs, the one above and this one, we have almost 19 eyes. I did this. I did that. I did this. I nearly failed. So there are some of those, two where show failure. And uh, I just wanted to go down to here where it says, I commenced to forge the weapon that one day would turn in its flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. And I had the privilege in 1999 to go with my uh, daughter and son-in-law on a business trip that he had won to Australia. It had always been my dream to go to Australia, and I was given that privilege so that I could be there to sort of be the nanny-granny for my two uh, little grandchildren because they got to go, too. And one of the things that he won at this event, and he gave to me, and I still have it on my bookcase, is a boomerang. It was from a, you know an Aboriginal kind of thing, and What it is, it's a bent or angular club that can be thrown so as to return to its starting point over and over and over again and cut you to ribbons. And I just, you know, I'll never forget because I knew about this in that book, and he gave it to me and. That's what I did over and over again. I threw out those eyes. I can do this. I can do it. This time it will be different. I know now what I need to do. I know, I know. Today, by God's grace, I know only a little. And I am so grateful for this program because I struggled for years with I, 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 I. there's somebody that used to share that early on in the program. And, um... So to know that uh, when, you know, this boomerang that sits on my bookcase and yet it had a meaning to me then and yet I did do that over and over again and someone dared Bill in one of his stories and he, he literally made one of these boomerangs because like, someone, you know, if somebody told him he couldn't do something, he was determined to be able to do it and this was early, earlier on in his life. And... um so I would go from those two eyes, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this to I can't do this and I would condemn myself and beat on myself and shame myself and so I lived a life of total self-centered fear, selfishness, dishonesty and fear for so many years. And today I am so grateful that by God's grace and these 12 steps that we heard so beautifully again this weekend, I am a part of this family. And I thank you with all my heart to be a part of this family and to be recovered today like I never believed I would ever be. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Santa. Thank
0: you, Sharon H. And Dana M., good morning. You'll be the last one to share on this paragraph, and we'll be
12: moving on to the next. Good morning, Dana. Good morning. I'm Dana M. from South Carolina, a recovering, compulsive, overeater, and grateful. And um, I just wanted to say that um, for me, uh, the the uh, noticing that he um, was didn't take the advice of his friends and, you know, I don't know how wise his friends were or whatever, and I do know that I have very wise people around me, a sponsor and um, friends and uh, people that have been there, people that are recovered, and so often I'm so stubborn and bullheaded and willful that I would say even to my sponsor, yes, but I'm going to do it this way. And um, it didn't, I'm sure it didn't get him anywhere, and it hadn't gotten me anywhere. And I've noticed just also from uh, piggybacking on um, previous shares that the um, the boomerang did come back to hit me over and over <laughs> And um, just in the last three days, I have um, decided, and with God's help, to um, stop relying on self and to allow God and my sponsor and um, an eating plan to um, take over instead of me. And it's, I feel a battle. Uh, because uh, I, um, I feel hope and I feel freedom and I also feel a battle because it's been a pattern for so long. And my husband, when I told him about this, said, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, you said all this before. So um, I'm kind of glad that he didn't say, oh, yay, you're home, because he's a recovered um addict himself, and he, you know, he didn't make it easy for me, and um, I'm just grateful for this story and for the big book, which I've, I really haven't been reading up until the last week when I've started calling into this meeting, and I just am very grateful to be here, and I thank you all. And
0: thank you, Dana M., for sharing your experience, strength, and help with us this morning. And for those of you just coming on the line, we are on page two. We're moving on to the last paragraph on that page, uh, which begins with We give up our position. And I will now ask if Sylvia S. will read that next paragraph, please.
13: Good morning, all my visionary friends. This is Sylvia S., a compulsive overeater in upstate New York. We gave up our positions, and off we roared on a motorcycle, the the sidecar stuffed with tent, blankets, a change of clothes, and three huge volumes of a financial reference service. Our friends thought a lunacy commission should be appointed. Perhaps they were right. I had had some success at speculation, so we had a little money, but but we once worked on a farm for a month to avoid drawing on our small capital. That was the last honest manual labor on my part for many a day. We covered the whole eastern United States in a year. At the end of it, my reports to Wall Street procured me a position there and the use of a large expense account. The exercise of an option brought in more money, leaving us with a profit of several thousand dollars for that year. And I can so relate to this. Um, when I first came out onto a vision and I was listening to Bill's story for a long time. I thought, yeah, 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 let's move on, Bill's story. Now I see, you know, it is here for me to identify and to see what I have in common with him. Uh, can I relate? Do I have what he has? And so the the line here, we gave up our positions and off we roared on a motorcycle you know, he's made a decision, you know, that, that he has this great idea. And it says his friends thought a lunacy commission. It also said in the paragraph before that he had this great idea, but he failed to persuade his broker friends. So he's got this great idea, and he's roaring off on a high. He's got a great idea. He's going to get a geographic uh, change and a great geographic solution. So, you know, the great part of um, – someone like Bill is that he's got great intellect and he's got knowledge and he's got charisma and so he's smart enough he does get a good idea but then he's got all these other character defects that I can I can uh, relate to that he's so sure that he's right and that's what I am I get an idea and I am so sure that I'm right it is bigger than me and then he's relentless yeah I'm relentless people call me relentless all the time he's persuasive he wants the adrenaline. I want the adrenaline. Um, he doesn't want. He doesn't want boredom. Boredom will kill him. I can. Uh, I can totally relate to boredom killing me. And so you know, off he goes because he's so sure he's right. You know, he hasn't checked in with anyone. He's just so sure he's right. And so, um, and and we're gonna we're going to hear how you know he's got a great idea ahead of his time probably, but it didn't go well because he still took himself along. He took him, he took his alcoholism, he took his crazy thinking along. So um, how I can relate to this so much is, um, especially because of this story and being able to be aware of that this is what I do. So now in recovery, I still get an idea and i just think it's a great idea and i want to go off and running but now because i've worked the steps and i you know i'm more aware of the craziness of my thinking not at the time but i i get a if i get that strong a thought i have to pause and i know i have to um check with god and i have to check with my sponsor and that has happened so much um in, in the uh in, even in the the last year, I get a great idea. I check with my sponsor. I check with God. I do a lot of work on it. I do a lot of step work because I know that I'm crazy and I get these ideas. And so um, I do my step work, and when it all feels right, it clicks into place, I don't have a conversation in my mind, then I can know that that is a God-driven decision and I go for it. If I don't, if I don't pause, if I don't check with God, if I don't check with my sponsor, what happens is I'm off and running. I have usually talk my husband into it. Maybe it's, we've spent too much money, whatever. And I get into shame. I get into embarrassment. And I get this feeling, I don't know if you're like me, but I can't be me in my mind and in my body. I feel it's so uncomfortable. Right? Oh. Okay. I'll, I'll wind up. I feel so uncomfortable that what it does is it makes me go to the food for ease and comfort. And that's why I have to work the program, just as we're going to find out that he will. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me do service. And thank you so much, Sylvia F. And who else would like
0: to comment on this paragraph that was just read?
14: Kathleen A-J-M. O. A-J-M.
0: Kathleen O.
14: A-J-M.
0: Lynn, S. A-J-M. Lynn F as in Frank or S as in Sam? S as in Santa. Oh, wonderful. Anyone else? Anita J. Anita J. Anyone else? All right. Lindsay this is F.
15: Can you hear me? Leah.
0: Lindsay F. Thank you. And Leah M. All righty. This is who I have. I have Kathleen O. A-J-M. Lynn S., Anita J., Lindsay F., and Leah M. And just a reminder for everybody, we'll stay muted until it's your turn. Um, Kathleen O., you are up. Good morning to you.
16: Good morning and thank you. I'm Kathleen O. in California, gratefully recovered, still in Virginia Beach. And everyone left Virginia Beach and the rain came. So we were very blessed with nice weekend this one for the conference. Um. So, I love Bill's story because, you know, when I first read it, probably the first three times I read it, I really couldn't relate. And and now I can. Um, sometimes, for me, it takes me reading things before I be open-minded. Um, and, you know, he's, he starts off with excuses. I love his excuse that geniuses drink to think better. Um, and I had so many excuses. And now he's, you know, basically what he's talking about, it's all ego and self-will. Self-will run riot. And boy, can I relate to that. And, you know, when I read this part about the stock market, I I have to just um, try to chuckle because, um, you know, I was so self-righteous. I knew everything, and and I would fight till the bitter end in an argument. And I had bought Amazon when it was just a book company, and I bought a lot of it. And I had an argument with my husband, and I had to be right. So what did I do is I sold it. And, of course, we all know where Amazon is now. And 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 it's a typical example of ego and self-will run riot. Um, you know, the food made me crazy. And thank God for Bill and his story. And I can relate to it. Um, the, the, you know, roaring. I mean, every word I can pick out of it. And my husband always says that I'm like a train that's coming and you can't stop it. And he doesn't say that so much anymore. Um, <laughs> thank you, God, for these 12 steps. So, you know, every morning in my quiet time, my prayer meditation, I always ask God to be self, you know, to not be self-centered, to be God-centered, to not be ego-centered, be God-centered, to remember to ask for the, for direction. Um, because otherwise, I just, I go, I can go crazy. And, and I, I tell you, entire abstinence makes it so much easier to not have that self-will. And it's something I do have to work on every day because I am human. And, and it's really a gift when I can pause and think, you know what, I don't need to make this decision right now. I don't need to push my idea. My ideas are not always right. And it's such a gift and a blessing to know that now. Um, And I'm just, I'm so grateful for this program. I'm grateful for the wonderful conference this weekend. That was, you could not help but be moved by the joy and love that was just, and hope that was just flying around that room. Thank you. This is Kathleen O in California.
0: And thank you so much, Kathleen O. And good morning to you, AJM. And Lynn S., you'll be next.
14: Hi, this is AJM. I'm calling in from North Carolina. I was in uh, Virginia Beach this weekend, and it was an incredibly moving experience. I've been listening to the um, Vision for You phone calls, and I've been visiting the special editions. This is the first time I have shared. I didn't share this weekend, and this is the first time I have shared on the phone calls. Uh, Two things jumped out at me. In the previous paragraph, The Inviting Maelstrom, and I thought, what would be attractive about a maelstrom, which is a scene of great confusion and violent movement or upheaval? And then in this paragraph, The Lunacy Commission. Well, if I'd been a friend of Bill's, I think I might have thought, first of all, of his wife and um, how persuaded was she by his, Uh, almost lunacy um, in being caught up and did she have any real uh, say in this or was his wild ambition just so attractive that she went along with him and that she loved him to do this with him but there is something also very attractive about someone who is so convinced that he's right and willing to take a chance and get on a motorcycle and have just one change of clothes and three big books, there's something about that that's very um, attractive. But you throw in the issue of alcohol. You add alcohol to this picture, and it gets very frightening. And I thought, well, maybe for him, drink was a way to... um, calm him down the way food is for me. When he gets caught up in all of this fervor, this inviting maelstrom, he had to have something to calm him down the way I have to have food. So that's what I got from these two paragraphs. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you
0: so much, AJM, for sharing the experience of Shrimp and Hope with
17: us this morning. Thank you so much. And good morning to you, Lynn S. and Anita J., you'll be next. Hi, this is Lynn S. from Toronto, Canada, but currently in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, The line that really speaks to me is, our friends thought a lunacy commission should be appointed. That reminds me of how so many times, so many times, I was so bent on doing something that probably seemed so crazy to everybody else, but I knew this was what had to be done, and I knew this was how I was going to do it, and I don't care what anybody else thinks, I'm going to do it anyway. But there was also a part in me who thought, this is absolutely nuts. And I can remember that, that um, being so driven, like driven, 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 but also that that little edge in the back of my mind. And that would drive me insane, that fact that even though I knew what I was doing was what I should be doing, that maybe I shouldn't. And that, that, uh, that really, really bothered me and caused so much dissension within myself. And then I had to defend myself in front of everybody. I'm just thinking of the numerous times I went off the fat farms and the numerous times I tried different diets and the numerous times I was with different men that were so not the right person, but I was going to do it and I was going to show everybody that this was, this was okay, even though I knew it wasn't. And it's, it's, um, I'm just so grateful that I don't live my life that way anymore. But I would like to also say that I'm starting to get restless and irritable and discontent about being here in Norfolk. I'm, I'm here for another day, like today I'm leaving today. What I learned over the weekend, and I heard so many times from people like Lori and and Harlan and Ruth, was when this happens, do a tenth step. And I heard how they worked a tenth step. And I heard Lori saying over every single decision he made, everyone, he would do this tenth step. So I know what to do now. And it's not running off to a yoga class, and it's not going shopping, and it's not trying to get on that phone and get out of here as fast as I can. It is pause, pause. Go to God, do the tenth step. check it out with somebody else. I know I'm going to be okay, and sooner or later, probably exactly the way my ticket says, I will end back up in Toronto. And with that, I pass.
0: and Thank you, Lynn S and good morning, Nita J and Liz, listening the next. Good morning, Santa H and everybody else uh,
4: here in in uh, North Is that where we are? No, we're in Virginia Beach. Tamita J. from Massachusetts recovered and um, more on fire than ever. But, well, key. But the point of this all is, as I was reading this, I kept thinking self-will run riot, self-will run riot. And I could identify because... um, he has some fantastic leadership qualities, doesn't he? And um, But he, on his will, regardless of anything, could persevere. Now, he needed that quality. He needed that to start um, AA. But his addiction got in the way, and he just went off into what he thought he should be. And it was all for... It was all for him to become this great, what? how do you say that? Anyway, leader in the business world with mucho money and um, all of that. And instead he turned out to be what God wanted was to use all those leadership qualities and found an organization that didn't, um, people revere him. They thank him. I'm very really grateful. I've been to one of the spots that he's um he's associated with in New York. And uh it's with humility and gratitude that he rearranged, God rearranged his wonderful quality. And he was able to do it, and that that's my goal too. To be the person I, I was always meant to be. I have wanted to be An actress, and I know in college we also did children's theater, and um, I wasn't huge, but I was too heavy to be uh, the little princess in this children's theater play. But I wanted it, and I bought a waist cincher and put that under the dress I tried out with. Well, we all know you have a picture of yourself all pin punched in in the waist, it's got to go somewhere. Needless to say, I didn't get the part. Already my addiction was getting in the way of that dream. But, you know, there have been some other ways that I've used those skills, and I think it's the way it didn't make me famous. I'm not in in play, in um, People magazine. I'm in, I'm in, um, in the phone books of a lot of people. That we connect with, and I think that's even more important. And um, it's with real gratitude, real, real gratitude. And I never thought this would come for me, and uh, maybe that's why I surrendered. Who knows? But with that, I passed.
0: And thank you, Amina J, and Lindsay F. You will be our last share for today. And thank you, Leia. Good morning, Lindsay. Hi.
15: Hi, hey, this is Lindy, not Lindsay, it's L I N D Y. And I'm in upstate New York. Um, what I get out of these paragraphs, um, is just that this is a man with incredible capabilities, um, and and he was very successful and he could have stayed very successful and his at the time untreated addiction interfered with that, Um, and I feel like my addiction affects me every day and my whole life, and what works for me is to deal with the self-will and the addiction, is to cultivate willingness reliance on my higher power.
11: So I pass. Thank you.
0: And thank you very much, Lindy F. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who has shared today and those who wanted to share and didn't get an opportunity to share. We encourage you to join us for our second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, Followed by the serenity prayer, I will now ask Irini M. to please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only until you, uh, keep you until then.
18: Thank you, Santa. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.